0: no
1: yes man. works every time hey guys Good, man. Uh, welcome into another show uh today is wednesday march 3rd joined with me today is patrick johns aka pappy uh patrick and i've been playing in dynasty going on <clears throat> about four years now he's made it to the uh, championship more often than not and uh back in saquon's rookie season he didn't hesitate to take Saquon at the 101 of a startup draft uh, just to uh, go ahead and take Patrick Mahomes the following round before his breakout. And then just a year or two later, neither of those guys are even on his roster because when you're talking trades with him, he's not talking about adding a second or a third. He's talking about swapping Andrews for Hawkinson or Tyreek for a boatload of firsts or trading a boatload of firsts for Juju. So Patrick, how are you doing tonight? Doing great, man. Glad to be on the show. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on. You're in a handful of these leagues. Uh, You just joined our Adam Thielen Foundation League, so pumped to have you here. Um, Yeah, I'd love to have you just kind of talk a a little bit about your history in fantasy or in Dynasty, and uh, you've had a lot of success in the leagues that we play in, so uh, just kind of let the people know what you're all about.
0: Well, to be honest with you, um, your league is actually my first Dynasty League. Um, all right i've i've been doing fantasy football for about 20 years now but they all been like uh redraft leagues um try to get my own dynasty league started and then finally i said screw it and just try to join a a league and luckily i landed with you because you've been an awesome commissioner and run the league great and um and my honest opinion with everything is this i'm learning and i'm not willing to i'm not or i'm willing to be aggressive and not and make mistakes and learn from them and that's why like i can do these aggressive trades and i'm enjoying the part of analyzing rookies and like evaluating them and trying to like it's making me great in my redraft leagues and it's making me better as a dynasty player to actually evaluate these guys and find the talent before it even hits and that's where pretty much where all my trades come from and being aggressive.
1: Yeah, that that's awesome. I think when you joined um, my my dynasty, I started up like four years ago. That was my first league too. Um, I think it was pretty lucky on a lot of our parts that we just all ended up being first-timers, so nobody was taking advantage of of too many of us. Um, but a lot of the the trades you've done, I haven't really seen you lose any, so I probably should have asked you to prepare this before the show, but can you think of any – of those aggressive trades that you've done that have come back to kind of bite you. I know I saw you go out and pay up for Juju last year. I did the, I did a similar thing and it, it did not pay <clears throat> off. Is that, is that the worst trade that you've done?
0: Uh, probably this because um, the Steelers are really good at drafting uh, wide receivers and they got really deep. And um, the fact that DeAndre Johnson's there and he's actually the elite number one, honestly, more than Juju, and um, I mean the one year was just really bad. I think we're going upside because Big Ben got hurt, and we thought that Juju would just come back to his normal self, but it did not happen this year with the offense because there was just too many mouths to feed, and you could tell that Big Ben favors uh, Deontay Johnson more than he does Juju now.
1: Yeah, it's something about those timing rounds with Deontay. He they they just have it down where where Juju is more just kind of cleaning up. Everything in the middle, but Big Ben isn't even looking that way. Um yeah, but he's not he, I, at all. But but Juju's still young, so if you got him in dynasty leagues, I wouldn't be giving him away. Um, because he's still got an opportunity to sign a big deal. He, my guess is he goes to Miami. Um, but let's let's talk this recent startup that we did for this Adam Thielen Foundation league. Um, you were drafting at the number six spot. Um, So it's a good time to take Deshaun Watson. So that's what you did. You took Watson at one, Swift in the second round. Um, I just listened to the Dan Campbell interview from Pat McAfee this afternoon, and I think this guy's all about doing whatever it takes to win these games. And I'm going to pencil Swift in for probably close to 300 touches. I think he's going to get close to 15 carries a game and four-plus targets a game as well. Is that kind of what you're thinking on Swift?
0: Yeah, you can see throughout the season that his uh, touches just went up as the season progressed. And um, for this year, especially with COVID, um, the running backs did not hit like they normally do coming in without the preseason or, you know, the preseason and the workouts. And it took them a lot longer to develop. And honestly, I was going to take Cam Akers there, but I knew that Cam Akers was going to come back to me in the third. Um, that's why I took DeAndre Swift. I'm a little higher on Cam Akers, but um, I'm really a big fan of DeAndre Swift too. I just wish he was on a different team, to be honest.
1: Yeah, that's fair. And with a last name like Swift, it just sounds a lot cooler than Akers too. So I can't fault you for taking Swift in the second, knowing that Akers was going to be coming back to you. Uh, but you went McLaurin in the fourth, Keenan in the fifth. I think those were both savvy uh, moves. You, you've probably learned over your last few years of dynasty then that Keenan is uh, just perennially underrated. Um, it just with what he does in that offense, and uh, him and Herbert seem to have connection already. So I think getting Keenan in the fifth is great value. Um, and then you you did your Homer pick because you're a Steelers fan, so you got Deontay. But you think he's the you think he's the one out in Pittsburgh.
0: Yeah, as long as Big Ben's there. I mean, obviously, I'm pretty sure they're going to draft a quarterback this year in the first round because I think there's some late talent quarterbacks that are worth uh, taking back there. If for some reason Mac Jones falls back there or uh, uh, Kellen Maude would fall back there, I'm pretty sure the Steelers will probably take one of those two guys. Or even Trey Lance,
1: I would like Trey Lance to fall. Yeah, Trey Lance, he seems like he'd be a good fit. He just seems like he's a... Like uh, no no joke, guy. He just comes in and and goes to work. I think he'd fit the uh, the personality of that team really well. He'd probably mesh well with that coaching staff. Uh, the guy, he, I he wanted- would.
0: Yeah. And this real quick on him, this um, I think he's gonna fall a little bit. I mean, they're grading him really well, but he just doesn't have enough playing time to really like get a great evaluation. So I'm hoping that's his flaw. But he has elite talents.
1: Yeah, well, and you know the Steelers better than, than most of us. Have they traded up in recent drafts for any of those skill positions?
0: They did last year for linebacker for did uh, they? Bush. Okay.
1: Nice, yeah, yeah that was a first I'm round Sorry, it wasn't too.
0: last year. It was the year before. Last year they we didn't have a first round pick because we got Malik fit, uh, Fitzpatrick.
1: Oh yeah, but yeah, we and moved I'd, up. I'd for, say that worked uh, out pretty Bush. well
0: yeah so th- if they if they find a guy they like they will move up and they'll do it for the right price um i think when they moved up they only gave up like a second and a third so it wasn't much and they had extra draft picks so
1: do you think the uh the duane haskins pick that was just more because they don't trust rudolph back there or not not pick but Dwayne haskins pickup since he was essentially free
0: I just think it was just a smart move that they didn't have enough cap space to go after like a Donald or, you know, Deshaun Watson or any of those other guys that you can really go after in free agency. They still have the cap room.
1: Yeah, no, no that makes sense. Well, the, the guy I wanted to talk about that you drafted in the seventh as your RB three, uh, you took Todd Gurley. <clears throat> which I'm holding Gurley in a lot of leagues because last season I was saying I could see him being like the RB1 uh, the first half of last season. I was feeling pretty good about it. He was averaging 14 points per game. He was probably like RB7 or RB8 on the year. Um, And then I was going to do the math to add up what he was averaging in the second half, but we'll just just say it was bad. Uh, It did not look good the second half, but he still finished as RB23. And the previous seasons he finished as RB1, um, are we 12, 25? Um, but for some reason, this just got me thinking the, the startup that you and I did four years ago, we saw Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell and David Johnson, all taken at the top of the startup. And and those guys have all fallen a bunch. Uh, meanwhile, we see guys like Kelsey Adams and Hopkins. They're still kind of going at the same spot. So do do you think I should be nervous being the uh, second team to take a running back in the, in the uh, first round of the startup?
0: No. Um, I don't think that at all. And Todd Gurley, <laughs> I mean, like you said, he finished in the back, like in this league with a 14 team, he finished in like a back-end RB2. For me to get him in the seventh round uh, for my third running back, I felt like that was a steal right there. Like I I couldn't pass against him.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I've got him in another 14-man uh, league that we're doing to raise funds for a different charity. Uh, do you think Gurley goes back to the Falcons? I think I saw something recently. It looked like he wasn't expected to be back.
0: Yeah, the, the hard thing is we're, you know, we're doing rankings way early and you know, expectations. Um, if they draft a good running back, then we're idiots, to be honest with you. But if they don't, <laughs> then we're geniuses, and he's going to just fine. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think
1: yeah yeah go i
0: ahead. think i think over a running back though um with how injured um julio jones has been you have to think that they're going to take a wide receiver there and if uh lamar chase falls there you know they're going to go with him or jamar chase
1: yeah no that's a good point too and they seem to really like those um high pedigree wide receivers you think to julio and calvin so yeah if they take chase that makes total sense and Even if Gurley was to be cut, I think we're going to see a lot of veterans cut here in the next week or two. Uh, I think there's still plenty of decent landing spots for him. So, yeah, I haven't seen anybody talking about landing spots yet. So I wanted to kind of get your thoughts on these. But the first, since I'm a Minnesota guy, I actually think he'd fit really well if the Vikings picked him up at like a better veteran minimum deal. Uh, Every time Madison goes in as a starter, he disappoints. But he's actually looked really good as a complimentary back when the Vikings have a lead. Uh, so I think he could do just fine on an offense like that. And then actually, since I got you on the show, I, I think the Steelers, they're probably going to be looking to get a discount on a running back. If they do take a quarterback first round of, the, of uh, NFL <clears throat> draft, if they don't take Najee Harris, um, I actually think Gurley could fit pretty well in what the Steelers are doing. I think Big Ben was averaging just over two yards of completion last season. So um, you get Gurley in space on the flat. I think that's where you could see him do a lot of damage. And then one other landing spot, of course, Tampa Bay. We all know what Tom Brady's uh, known for. So I think Gurley has, he's got some upside if he lands on about a quarter of the teams in the league. Uh, So that's a one in four shot of him being a productive RB2. Um, in the seventh round i think that's just fine
0: yeah he he has to work with somebody else though he can't be the lead back he only had i think uh touches wise for uh runs and receptions around 220 he's around 200 touch guy like he can't go past that because of the knee um he was drafted 10th overall in the nfl draft and he came in with the bad knee into that draft and still got 10th overall so he's highly talented it's just unfortunate the knee swelling and um arthritis but um yeah i would like to see him in tampa bay um he would be great for the Steelers. i'd never even thought of that honestly if we were to go with an older back a lot of it's been saying uh, leonard fournette um he's been kind of been passed around a lot
1: yeah it, it, i mean i could see them getting that hometown discount um on james connor and then partnering him him up with Gurley, because this would just be another season of the steelers more or less going all in uh but i just think Gurley could take advantage of some softer boxes with uh the steelers with all those receiving weapons yeah i guess they're going to lose juju but like you said they they've got a they've got a niche for uh steel and wide receivers in the second and third round and i don't think this season's going to be any different um, but yeah, it, and I mean, with this draft, too, there's um good ones that are still in the second and third round, yeah. Yeah, it, it's deep this year, especially for the NFL, uh, like the NFL draft in general. So, I, I'm excited to see where a lot of these go, a lot of these guys go, even on the uh, the day three. Um, but it was funny, I i messaged you earlier today and I said, Hey, collect, collect your thoughts on uh, talk early because I want to talk about it. Um, the, the fact you took him in the seventh and I've got him in a handful of leagues. And then just a couple of minutes later, I was offered a trade. Uh, I was being offered Todd Gurley for Harrison Bryant and a late third in a tight end premium league. Uh, and anybody that knows me well, they know I'm, I'm a big Harrison Bryant guy. Um, but that's why I took him in a couple of leagues. Man. I took your advice. <laughs> I know well, a few games, too. Yeah. Yeah. He, he looked, he looked great. And he, his, uh, Voxor could have looked even better. I think Baker underthrew him. It was a Thursday night football game. It, it was like week seven or week eight, I think. Um, but it was like a 40 yard pass. It should have been a touchdown, but Baker just underthrew him. Uh, but if he had caught that, I think he, he would have been a more popular name, but, um, But yeah, so it was hard for me to make that trade. But right before I jumped on here with you, I I hit the accept button just because that's a a roster that I won last season. So I'm still contending this next year. And Harrison Bryant might um, find himself waiting a couple of more seasons. I actually think Kyle Rudolph, now that he's released, he might go join Stefanski uh, back in Cleveland and and try to help those guys out um, and get past the first round of the playoffs assuming that they, they can uh, continue to keep up with the Steelers. Uh, but what are, what are your thoughts? And Titan premium, would you take Gurley, or would you rather have Harrison Bryant in that late third? It depends on the depth, really. I
0: mean, I'd probably go with Todd Gurley, especially if I'm competing. Um, if I'm not competing, um, I would keep Harrison Bryant. But, I mean, I think that's a great trade.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think it helped out both teams. The guy that offered it, he's, he told me he was rebuilding. Um, and in that one in all the tight end premium leagues, I take advantage of that, that tight end scoring. So I've got Kelsey Andrews and and Hunter Henry. So I was thinking there's a couple of rookie tight ends, uh, coming into this draft that I might be looking at in the second or third anyways. So I, I flipped Harrison Bryant, but, but yeah, it, don't think that that one I noticed I saw you uh stealing Harrison Bryant from me in a couple of these leagues. So, well, well done on uh, your part. I think he's still on your roster, too. He is, and I'll keep him there. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of tight ends, it, it, I apologize. I don't think I sent you the memo, Uh but tight ends do matter. I think you waited until the 11th round to take Tyler Higby. Is that because you, you uh, believe in Higby or just because you kind of punted that position or, or are you hoping that uh, Kyle Pitts drops to you in this uh, rookie draft? <laughs> yeah, I do. You know, the crappy
0: thing about being on these shows, you give everyone your advice, but that's exactly <laughs> why I waited on tight end because I tried to trade and move up in this draft or move up in the rookie draft and people yeah. were not budging. Yeah. <laughs> and especially with the position I was in, like in the middle of the draft, like no one, found that area sexy if you see all the trades everyone was in the back end or the front end wanted to be on the turns that make their picks
1: yeah so, no ex- exactly <laughs> I, I did a couple of, of uh two for two trades where i was i was swapping to to move up, up <clears throat> and then and then wait 28 picks to make another pick um, but you're absolutely right in the middle of the draft that's kind of a tricky spot so you're drafting six so does that mean you're gonna have the number number nine, nine pick Okay, yeah. So, so I mean, yeah.
0: with the with the you know super flex league, quarterbacks are going to go flying. There's going to be four quarterbacks are going to be gone before I even pick. But there's two quarterbacks I like in the back end. But if Kyle Pitts is there, I'm going to pull the trigger on him. Like he's just that talented.
1: Yeah, I've got the 103 and the 104 in a couple of dynasty leagues, um, and two of them are actually tight in premium. And I'm going to take Pitts early, and and I know. Um, I, it might it might kind of look bad, but he, in the in the past, it's easy to go back and say, "Oh man, I wish I had done that. I wish I had drafted this guy." For example, I, I don't have Justin Jefferson on any of my teams, uh, strictly because I'm in Minnesota and I didn't want to have that Minnesota bias. Uh, but <laughs> I mean, if if you if you like a guy like like you take in Saquon, not in the the rookie 101, but the startup 101 before he's even on the NFL uh field like you just saw what he did and you liked it and that's that's how I feel about pits. So in the majority of these drafts, I'm gonna be taking Pitts early. Uh I might look like a fool, but I might also have a guy putting up uh Darren Waller type numbers in just two or three seasons and and feel pretty good about it.
0: Well if you're gonna describe Kyle Pitts to an NFL player he's Darren Waller like straight up like the same built and everything probably better route runner this better overall. Um, I don't find any of that crazy, to be honest with you. And the thing with Dynasty is if you if you like a player, but you're worried about what everyone else thinks or whatever, and you don't pick the right guy, you're going to hate yourself. Uh, but the other thing that I've noticed, the reason why I make a lot of these trades too, in my other leagues, you know, I already have all these players. So I like to diversify. My I don't like to have all my teams exactly the same. So, I, you know, I have a bunch of Justin Jefferson uh, in a bunch of leagues um cd lamb was my number one though i think if uh dak prescott would have stayed healthy all year he would have fought i think justin jefferson for that title um and that's my honest opinion so yeah pulling the trigger on the guy you want you have to do that like um, i'm going to be honest in this league or in this year in the rookie draft if i had the number one pick i'd be taking zach wilson even over trevor lawrence and you're probably going to think i'm crazy for that
1: <laughs> no i i i like it if you need if you need a quarterback i mean if i if that's how you felt and you had the one o one then i'd say see what you can do to see what you can get out of the guy that's holding the one oh three or the one o four and and trade back a little bit um and that's where well, i'm, talk- I'm talking i'm talking to a guy gets. right
0: now that has i think uh one of those picks
1: yeah yep well <laughs> the, yeah i think oh do you help do you hold the one o one in in uh a league or, or are you talking in in this particular um league that we're graduating? No, i was talking
0: about i would try to go up to I, I think you have number four in this rookie league right yep yeah i got i got four in this one so you can get kyle pitts at nine and we can make a trade <laughs> oh man putting me on the spot here
1: well, <laughs> i'm uh, I, hey unfortunately have you ever have you ever made a trade on your show he, I I think I've tried to corner my brother or somebody before and do and do that. I don't I don't remember if it worked, um, but no. In that league, I I took Kelsey early. Uh, I think he's going to be the number one tight end here for the next three or four years. So I'm feeling pretty good about that. I I don't think it's going to be a surprise if if you look at my roster, I've got uh, Saquon and then Melvin Gordon as the RB two. So I'll uh, I'll happily take etn or Harris, whichever one of those guys drops to me um with that number four rookie pick
0: is that your um you're a really big etn guy aren't you
1: yeah i i am and i don't think i've talked about that a lot on the shows but maybe i've mentioned him in uh in previous shows but i think he's gonna be just electric i think he's gonna be like Camaro and swift and plug in any pass catching running back that's gone for over a thousand rushing yards but I think a team like the Falcons actually that has a veteran quarterback that they can deliver the ball really well to, to a running back. I, I think that there's gonna be teams looking for that exact type of skill set.
0: Like ETN, like there's only two running backs in this draft class that can just run away from anybody. And ETN's one of them. Um I'm actually really hoping he goes to
1: San Francisco. I would love to see that happen. They they just that would be like deficit. wouldn't
0: that be the perfect spot? They have running backs like uh Moster, It's a burner, but he is nowhere the talent of ETN. So they they have these running backs that are killing it for the 49ers, but they're all low level guys. You put an actual guy that actually knows how to run the ball, like ETN, man, he would just be a lead league winner, honestly.
1: No, if, if ETN goes to the 49ers. Even in superflex, he might just have to be the 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 plug-in no brainer 101, uh, Just just knowing how much space he can get off those those handouts, he's he's going to go three or four yards before he's he's even touched.
0: Yeah, especially with the play calling of Shanahan, he's just gonna he's gonna find space for that guy to to see or have success, you know, in the NFL. Do the do the Niners still have their first-round pick?
1: I'm i going to look that up quick. Where they're where they're <clears throat> drafting from.
0: I believe so. Um, I don't think they give it up for anything.
1: They haven't made any trades. Let's see. Yeah, and they had, a lot of, they had a lot of injuries, too, so I don't think they've finished very high. So, yeah, they've got the, the number 12 overall pick. Uh, I think that's, that's too high for them to take a running back. But they've they've no, I think ETN will be a second
0: rounder. If you get him in the second round, I think that'd be a perfect spot for ETN, would be San Francisco. I don't think he's gonna go in the first round.
1: Yeah. No, you you are right. Yeah, and that would actually be like a early to mid second round pick. Um, and yeah, that would make that's sense. Right. That's kind of where we saw. Well, Swift went pretty early in the second, but then we saw like Jonathan Taylor and those guys go. So yeah, I, I like the call. I, I think that's I think that's just a a pipe dream at this point for us but if that happens you called it first well since we're we're talking rookies um are there any other rookies that that stand out to you in in any of your dynasty leagues or any one overall that you're you're excited to to get that you've been waiting to go into the nfl draft i mean i have a
0: bunch i mean like go back to zach wilson i think he has a better arm than trevor lawrence um i think he can make throws like aaron Rodgers. i I'm really excited about him. Um, I'll, I'll probably try to get Trevor Lawrence in a league or two. this to diversify, not just go too crazy, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that. Kind of like your Justin Jefferson. I might just go Zach Wilson in every league and then say screw it, and like <laughs> what I did, like Ceedee Lamb. Um, um, Devontae Williams, I think, is a phenomenal running back. I'm hoping he goes to the Steelers.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, and that would that would pick would make sense too if they don't go uh running back in, in the first round. So I I like that take too. I think that'd be a really good fit.
0: Yeah, would it, you know, they go offensive line or quarterback in the first round. I'm hoping they go quarterback because they need someone behind Big Ben late and give Haskins, you know, someone to compete with to make them, you know, fight for that second spot. And then uh we just need to maybe try to go in free agency and try to get some linemen for right now and then get our quarterback and then get our running back because he's so elusive and he could pass block so well. And if we can get him in the second round, that'd be,
1: that'd be perfect for me. So you you, you didn't even mention mention uh, Mason Rudolph in that I, I'm holding Mason in a couple of uh, super flex league. Should I just drop Mason Rudolph? Is he, should you just, I would, him?
0: I mean, what I've seen from him, even seeing him in person, I went to the, Niners Steelers game like two years ago and man we would we should have won that game and that was the year that San Francisco went to the Super Bowl but man he could just not throw the ball he just does not look like he's comfortable he just doesn't look like an NFL quarterback to me I would even I would even waste my time with him
1: yeah I think he's got the arm but he can't read the defenses at all I think he kind of pre-plans where he's going to deliver the ball because he he can throw it deep, he can throw it to James Washington. So um, I I do like that idea of getting some of their their deep threats like a Chase Claypool. Uh, if if anybody's selling him at like the the low first round price, um, but it I yeah I don't think Mason Rudolph is their plan. So that that's good to no, know. I might uh he, yeah he's a one
0: read guy. If his first read's not there, he can't play backyard football. He can't you know scramble make an accurate throw. He, he can't do any of those things. He's just not that talented, honestly.
1: Well, uh, last season we saw a lot of, uh, rugs versus Judy talk as far as like Alabama wide receivers. So the, the rookie that I want to talk about was, was Jalen Waddle. Uh, it's probably not that crazy to say that I like Jalen Waddle more than, uh, Devonta Smith, but I actually like Jalen Waddle. Um, is my number one wide receiver overall, um, uh, in, in this draft. So, uh, he never averaged less than 17 yards per catch in any of his three seasons. Uh, and for context, uh, Smith averaged just under 17 in his college career, and he had uh, he had two seasons where he averaged under 17 yards per catch. Um, and Jalen Waddell's a uh, special teams guy, so I think he's going to find himself on the field uh, pretty pretty early on, similar to kind of what ODB did for the Giants. Are those similar thoughts that you have on Jalen Waddell?
0: Yeah, I don't know if I have him over Smith. I like both of them though. I, I have uh, Waddle is going to be a good steal in the draft because he hurt his ankle early in the season last year, so I feel like he's going to be a steal everywhere. And it's really hard before knowing where these guys are going to land. But if he lands in the right spot, like a you know Patrick Mahomes kind of guy throwing the ball, which I would think like more like a Josh Allen or zach wilson or you know what i mean when these guys has an arm and he can create space this kid's an explosive i think waddle would be a steal and if he went to the right spot over smith i would put him above smith
1: yeah yeah i, I agree and I, and I think no matter where waddle goes he's got such a dev, i like a diverse skill set that he could be the guy that they just throw screens to or he could be the guy that goes deep and they they might kind of mix it up for him where Hopefully he doesn't just disappear like Ruggs did and just be that deep threat guy. Um,
0: I think he's more talented than Ruggs, though. I, you know, Oakland is just notorious. Like I don't know if whoever goes there as a coach and a GM get the Al Davis, you know, curse and they just pick horrible players in the first round. Why would you not pick Ceedee Lamb right there? I, I it doesn't make any sense to me.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, number one overall. Yeah, I, there that didn't make any sense at all. Totally, totally agree. And, it and, yeah, Justin Jefferson, because
0: last sense. year my, my rankings on the wide receivers was Lamb and then Jefferson clearly, like it wasn't even close. And then at T Higgins, I, I didn't have rubs until late. He's a burner, but he can't run routes and, um, he can't create separation unless he outruns the guy, you know? So I did not see that pick at all at 11. Like that made no sense to me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And when you've got Nelson Agler coming in kind of on his last leg and probably doubling or tripling his numbers, it it doesn't look too promising. Um, Well, I'm glad to hear you've got thoughts on on other guys. Is there one other rookie you really want to mention and and give any any thoughts on? I I like the Zach Wilson take. Um, Probably be Bateman. He's
0: he's up there. Probably like he's my number two wide receiver in this draft is perfect frame runs all the routes anywhere like there's not a route in the tree that he cannot run and be successful at and he's strong um yeah if he goes in the right spot he might go to my number one wide receiver to be honest with you I think he's that talented
1: yeah well in this uh um, Adam Thielen Foundation League uh you're not going to get much pushback on that because we've got a lot of Minnesota guys so yeah I'd, I'd love to see Bateman Uh, succeed and and he's a guy i learned my lesson on not taking justin jefferson at all that um i'm not going to be hands off on bateman just because he was a a minnesota guy so yeah i'm very excited to see where he goes i think i've seen him mock to the ravens a couple of times i think that'd be a great fit just an offense that's just missing that one piece just like a uh, a goal line guy um, but but somebody that can do more than just go up and get 50 50 balls
0: yeah i just worry a little bit with. uh... Lamar Jackson being accurate to throw to a guy like that. I probably would rather have a little bit more of a quarterback that wants to throw it instead of runs though.
1: Yeah. Go there. No, no, that's, that's a good point. Well, I appreciate you joining the show, Patrick, you got any, any closing thoughts or do you know how to get us out of here? I don't remember how to get us out of here. (laughs) When, uh, Whenever you're ready, you just gotta say, till next time, keep it flexy. Okay. Well, until next time,
0: keep it flexy.